for just about everything for the outdoors. Go to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. What's going on, everybody? Today is October 19th, 2022, and today is another episode of the season 22. I had a good set tonight, and uh, we're going to get into that shortly, and this episode won't take too long, but I do want to say that this episode is brought to you by Exodus Outdoor Gear, and right now, I've got a code for you guys. If you use the code RUT27, RUT, R-U-T-27, you can save 20%, 20, I'm sorry, 27% off any render bundle. Only valid from for the first 270 cameras starting right now until Halloween. So this is like their Black Friday savings. So basically, you know, Black Friday is around Thanksgiving time. So they want to get a jump start on this and let everybody have this opportunity to save money now before the rut. Um, we're getting right into the rut here soon. The deer are starting to get a little frisky, starting to chase does a little bit, uh, the younger ones, but it is time to get a render right now. So if you guys want to get into a render, use the code RUT27 to save 27% off. If you guys aren't familiar with the product line that Exodus offers, the Exodus render is their Verizon 4G LTE camera that works with a connected device and provides some of the fastest transmission times in the industry. On top of that, it's about as user-friendly as it gets when it comes to the Exodus Advantage. They've got a five-year no BS warranty, five-year theft and damage coverage, and it's best-in-class customer service. So guys, go to exodusoutdoorgear.com, check out a render, use the code RUT27 to save you some money. All right, let's get into today's sit. Tonight's sit, I guess. I didn't hunt this morning. It's hard for me to hunt mornings right now just because of work and, you know, kid and family life. So I'm putting more more time into the evenings. And now I, I want to preempt today with what is going on with me and, you know, my, my inner circle, I guess, the guys that I talk to on a regular basis and what's going on um, as a general consensus. So, Right now, the general consensus is like, you know, obviously it's October 19th. So a lot of the shooter bucks, if not all of them, are on camera anyway. When they're on camera, they are dark. It is, you know, nocturnal deer. In my opinion, the deer are starting to roam. They are new bucks are coming in. My buck from last weekend, like I said, it, it he's a new buck. You know what I mean? So never seen him before. So, you know, you're starting to lose deer a little bit. You know, they're starting to wander. Their body's telling them they need to wander a little bit. Um, 
And, you know, but they will be back. In my opinion, they will, they will be back. And it just, they might be gone for a three to five day window. You know, that window I told you about, like when you get a buck in daylight this time, it's, you know, that two to three to four day window, you need to get on them. And uh, in my opinion right now is the time to get aggressive. So this is all my opinion. Take it or leave it. Right now, I'm getting as, as as aggressive as I can. I'm not sitting off and waiting and hoping it happens. I'm getting in tight to bedding, to food. Well, not even so much to food. Like I'm getting tight to bedding. Like tonight was like a bedding sit. I wanted to get in where these bucks, uh, you know, for my scouting, past scouting and everything like that, where I know they're bedding. I want to get them as they're getting up and going to the crop fields to, to eat. I want to get in as tight as I can. And I do it for a couple of reasons. A, because a lot of the trail cam pictures and everything are nocturnal. So deer are moving a little later, um, a little bit of pressure on them all over the country right now. You know, there's more hunters in the in the woods and deer are starting to move a little bit, like I said, and they're just moving later. So I'm trying to get in as tight as I can to these bedding areas and hunt them and try to get them in daylight. So that's my whole game plan. I'm also not just going in just in hope to catch up to a deer. I'm going in to kill. Like I might not hunt three, four days in a row for some reason or another, but when I do go in, it's to kill. I went in to kill tonight and I may have got too tight. I don't know. Um, I got 30 yards from this bedding area, had a great entry and the wind was right. And I've never sat this spot before. This is a new permission piece for me this year. Never sat this spot before, but I scouted the heck out of it this spring and summer and found an area that I really wanted to dive into. And I did a speed tour about uh, seven days ago, uh, roughly a week, around a week ago. I can't remember what day exactly it was, but I found a buck bed, a lone solitary buck bed and just kind of noted it and was like, I need to, I'm going to come back here and, and, and hunt this in the rut phases and or like leading up to the rut. And it's probably a better morning spot to be honest with you, but I really wanted to try it in the evening because I felt like I was bulletproof. So with that being said, let's get into the weather today. So um, the weather, I had the stats and everything right here. Hang on. It's chilly today, man. Um, today in my area, it was 36 degrees and uh, the wind was howling. We've had heavy winds and rain um, the last couple days and, you know, one of my buddies, Kevin, he shot a buck last night in the rain and the heavy winds. It was a great buck helping recover that. So that's really cool. I think we actually might podcast about that this weekend maybe and get that up. So heavy winds today. I mean, we're talking 16 mile an hour, but it did, it did, uh, let up, you know, last light, um, moon phase, we're in a waning crescent. So we're going away from the full moon. The pressure is 29.82 and it's rising. So that's good. Um, I think that's good. It's, it, we're rising. And the wind was out of the northwest to start the night. And then it's moving to the west. So that is something to take into consideration. I know it's not rocket science. But that's something you really need to look at that hourly. And just know like for the next four hours when you're going to sit in this tree, what's the wind going to do? But also, I mean when you get in there, you need to be throwing some milkweed. You need to be figuring out, you know, what the wind's doing and where it's carrying, where it's bouncing, bouncing to and everything. So tonight 
I was entering from a crop field, okay, standing bean field. And as weird as it sounds, I was entering the crop or I was entering the timber where I was going with the wind. So if, if I'm facing the timber, the wind was at the back of my left shoulder. So my whole thing was is the the way that I was entering this timber from, I could visually see this because uh, of the crop fields and everything. I could see if deer were there or not, and there wasn't any. Uh, and on the back side of the timber, on what would be the east side of the timber, I could not see those crop fields. I could not see... You know, there's standing beans over there and they were planted a little later. So they're actually, some of them are still kind of green a little bit, believe it or not. But it was a late year. So I figured there'd be a lot of deer in those those crop fields, maybe even early. But the bedding area was to the north of the timber. So my plan was to kind of cut the wind. I was in a drainage ditch. I took the lowest point that I could through this whole field. So I didn't get, you know, get seen or anything like that. And uh, snuck in the tree, and I needed to find a tree, and I, I, I wanted to, to be able to shoot the bedding. So what it is, it's, it's like uh, planted red osier dogwood, and it's it was planted a long time ago, and now it's really, really thick. And within that, it's all CRP. So it's like basically put rows of red osier dogwood. And if you don't know what red osier dogwood is, like the best way I can just kind of audio describe it to you is they're kind of thick. Like I mean, it's like a crab apple, I believe. Um, but it's thick, like a, like a autumn olive, like, like it's that kind of bush. In my opinion, people might be listening to this being like, he's completely wrong. Well, I, I may be wrong, but I'm just trying to paint the best visual picture for you. These things are so thick and the deer love to bed in them because the canopy below it is kind of open and they can get beds, you know, bed in there and they can walk around, but it's just real thick. So there was a buffer strip about 15 to 20 yards buffer strip of CRP from where the, the red osier dog would stop to where the timber was where I was sitting. And it's kind of like a, kind of a runway in a way, but it's CRP. It's pretty tall. It's over my waist, um, maybe chest height. So I had a shot out there, but I also had a shot into the timber where there was a, a heavy trail going in and out of the bedding. So that was my, that's what I thought was the main entry and exit. And the other thing was, is like, I thought there'd be a lot of deer, actually, not a lot of deer. I thought there'd be a good buck coming from the south with with the wind to his, you know, cutting him, cutting his nose, wanting to come and check this bedding area because the consensus is around me is that little bucks or the younger bucks are starting to nudge a little bit, starting to chase a little bit, get, get curious. You know what I mean? So I'm like, well, maybe, maybe I could catch one up and coming from the crop fields and kind of coming in the back door. And that's when I'd slip an arrow through them. So that was the whole plan. I get in the tree. I only had to be three sticks high. I, I use the Novix minis, uh, single step They're 17 inch steps. So I was three sticks high got the X-Wing platform up and I sat, man, I sat for almost four hours and, um, beautiful night. I was, I was a layer shy. I should have been one more layer, but, uh, that was my fault. And, you know, about six fifteen, I looked up and two does were coming out of the bedding doing exactly what I was hoping they were going to do, but I was hoping it was going to be a buck. So they kind of worked out and worked on the edge. And it's, it's funny how to watch a deer in, in ag country, something that I really enjoy watching and, 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 uh, analyzing these deer had the wind to their back. And I, I talk about this a lot, but in ag country, I see more deer than not 
with the wind to their back uh, when they're walking. But there's kind of a caveat to it. They're they're relying more on their eyes. If they can see really well, which these does could, if they can see really well, they're good. That that's the best best you know explanation I have for it is if they can trust their eyes, they're all right. So I see a lot of that in ag country is just you know I'm talking about open, flat and open, and uh, that's what they were doing. You know they hit a scrape. There's a there's a I made a mock scrape and I was probably 90 yards from it. And as they were working out of the bedding, they hit, they both kind of hit that scrape and put their head up into the branch and all that stuff. So it's good to know that that is still being used. And I, I took note of that as well, just in case, you know, for a rut phase sit. But yeah, they worked off into the crop fields and I really thought something was going to happen and it never did. It was pretty anticlimactic to be honest with you, but yeah, I wanted to keep this season, you know, series going. And I do have a couple shout outs. I did say that my buddy Kevin Gross shot a buck last night, a good buck. And we're we're more likely going to podcast about that uh, tonight, actually. My buddy Michael Vasquez from the Rise Hunt shot an awesome buck in this area as well. I actually haven't got the pictures of it, but I did get the confirmation that they have recovered it. So that's really cool. Congratulations to him. I know he's been uh, trying to get that monkey off his back for a while, and I think he put down a good buck tonight. So, really cool. And then another buddy of mine, David Riley, he saw a slammer tonight, and he saw like five other bucks and a lot of nudging, nudging some does. And I think he saw three does. So, a lot of nudging going on. So, I, I mean, they're, they're getting there. They're getting there. It's next couple days. I actually, I'm not going to say the next couple of days because here the the weather is going to get real warm. Saturday and Sunday, it's supposed to be a high of 70. Uh, Sunday, is, I think it's even supposed to be hotter, but then it's going to start falling off. Next week is is looking a lot better for my area. Not sure, you know, whoever else is listening to this, not sure what it's going to look like for you guys. But, um, you know, for my area, we're looking at some good temps coming up. Like I said, Saturday's high of 72. Sunday, 74. We got Monday, high of 72. And then Wednesday and Thursday, we're dropping down to high of 52, high of 51, high of 53, and we're going to keep dropping. In the mornings, it's in the low 30s. So middle of next week is going to get real good, I think. And that's when I think stuff's going to really start hitting. So yeah, that's about all I got today, guys. Um, appreciate everybody listening and downloading. I'm actually recording a podcast with Troy Pottinger tonight, so that'll run probably next week. This is going to be a good one. I know it is. I'm just waiting for Troy to get back into or get back from the woods. Um, I know he's chasing a good deer, so hopefully get some good story about that. Maybe even killed one. I haven't heard from him, so we'll, we will see, and uh, I'm excited for it. So. Good luck to all you guys out there that are still toting tags. And uh, if you have filled them, congratulations. And yeah, keep up the support. Go to iTunes, leave a five-star rating, and leave a written review. Do the same thing on Spotify. That is always helpful. Thank you guys very much. And we'll be right here next time on the Fall Podcast.